it was pretty much instantly like as soon as I crashed my car I realized you know this isn't this isn't the life I want and I think from that instant is when I really wanted to change myself and the investigating officer said yes there is a maximum penalty of 10 years in jail for it. How do you take the worst day of your life and turn it into the start of something so much better? And then how do you stick to that plan to change everything if the worst day of your life ends up lasting more than just a day? I'm Mary Bolling and this is CQ University's How to Change a Life. And this episode, we're hearing how Ken's teen, Caitlin Peacock, faced the fallout from her worst day and found some answers in the process. That worst day crashes into her life in 2018 on a very normal night out. Driving up to Copperload Dam Lookout with her sister and two mates, the group chats to friends, they play some music, then they head back down the steep incline. So we took off and on the way down, I was driving recklessly, speeding, cutting corners, doing all the things you really shouldn't on a narrow road like that, especially at night. Um, And I came up and over a hill and as I came over this hill, I started um, gaining speed. I realised I was going too fast um, and there was this really sharp corner coming up. So I put my foot on the brake. I didn't hit it hard. I just tapped it just to slow me down. The wheels locked up and the car slid straight off the edge into a five metre drain. I remember hitting my head really, really hard. Um, I sort of awoke to myself when I heard um, one of the seatbelts unbuckle behind me. I came back and I thought, what have I done? I need to get out. So I undid my seatbelt and I crawled up the little um, cliff bank and um, I laid on the road and the guy that had unbuckled his seatbelt and crawled up to the road as well, he said, I think my leg's broken. Caitlin's adrenaline is pumping. She can barely feel her own injuries, but her fears for the other passengers are crushing. I dialed triple zero straight away. They kept asking what suburb we were in and I couldn't, I couldn't quite, everything was going, you know, really fast. It was happening really quickly. I was, I was, I was very shaken up um, and I couldn't, I just couldn't figure out what suburb we were in. Um, so I handed the phone over to my friend and once I handed the phone over to my friend, I was calling out to my sister because I didn't know what had happened to her and um, she wasn't responding at all. The other guy that was sitting in the back of the car came and told me that her door was stuck and that she was passed out. I pretty much just waited until the paramedics got there because I couldn't, I couldn't move. The paramedics, those worst day of your life lifesavers. Amazingly, Queensland Ambulance Service is on the scene within 20 minutes. It's one of those jobs that's quite tricky for us and can be quite dangerous. We've got a, a car hanging over the edge of a cliff that's in a bit of a precarious position that could uh, move at any time. So you've got the fireys trying to stabilise that. We're trying to treat patients down the embankment so that we can move them up and it's slippery and it's dangerous and it's dark. That's Joe Selby, a paramedic for the past 22 years. These days, Joe's a critical care flight paramedic. And she was a first responder on the night of the crash. When I ask Jo if she can talk about a car crash more than two years ago, Jo's first thought is, 
there's no way I'd remember. But Caitlin's crash, it turns out it's stuck with her. I, you know, I remember afterwards it, we were thinking that they were lucky that they didn't, they weren't worse off. They're lucky they didn't kill themselves or kill someone else. Three ambulances come and take Caitlin and her friends to Cairns Hospital. And they wheeled us into the emergency department and that was the first time that I heard my sister's voice since I crashed the car. And she yelled out to me and she said, Caitlin, Caitlin, are you okay? And I just started crying and I said, Natalie, you're alive. She said, are you okay? Are you hurt? And I said, yes, I'm fine. My knees are sore, but I'm okay. Are you okay? And she said, my back's sore. And then the the nurses in the um, hospital, they got up us for yelling at each other across the room. Caitlin's sister, Natalie, ends up staying in hospital for a week and Liam, with the broken leg, spends three weeks. Those are long weeks for Caitlin. Her injuries mean she can't go back to work and instead she's doing a lot of thinking. It was pretty much instantly, like as soon as I crashed my car, I realised, you know, this isn't, this isn't the life I want and I think from that instant is when I really wanted to change myself. I was out of work for a while because I fractured my knees Um, so I think my main concern at the time was getting another job so that I could, you know, have a source of income and pay my bills. Once I got a job, that's when I realised that I really wanted to, um, you know, get a career um, and start studying at uni. I wanted to complete my grade 12 so that I could um, get into um, a subject that I really wanted to do. And Caitlin's also realising that career, that thing she really wants to do, is paramedic science. Okay, so by January 2019, everyone's recovered. But the fallout from the crash isn't over. Caitlin urges her mates to tell the truth about the crash and one by one they all give police statements. And then the police finally called me in to do my uh, statement and as I said, I didn't lie. I told the truth the whole time. Um, and at the end of it, the investigating officer, she said, um, we will be charging you with a dangerous operation of a motor vehicle causing grievous bodily harm. Um, and my mum was with me at the time and she said, okay, like, what does that mean? Do you think we should seek legal advice? Um, and the investigating officer said, yes, um, you probably should. Um, There is a a maximum penalty of 10 years in jail for it. Caitlin gets a lawyer and keeps getting on with life, chasing that dream of becoming a paramedic. To get there, she finds CQ University's STEPS program. STEPS stands for Skills for Tertiary Education Preparatory Studies. It's a free pathway for people like Caitlin who haven't finished year 12 or who aren't confident about starting uni. It takes about a year and when you successfully graduate, you get direct entry into your preferred CQ uni degree. But Caitlin's still not sure if she can even get started. I had multiple adjournments for my um, court case. But during that time, I was in contact with CQU um, and I was actually going to start my STEPS course, uh, I think it was in October of 2019. Actually, I'm pretty sure I was meant to have orientation maybe the week or two after I was actually um, sentenced. She knew that the likelihood of her going to prison was there. But she was, you know, we went ahead and did the interview anyway and set up a study plan. So it was evident that 
she really wanted to make um, a new life for herself. So we just went ahead with it. And I said, look, you know, after the court case, just let me know and, you know, we can talk about what happens after. That's Virginia Kruger, the STEPS Access Coordinator at CQ University Cairns. Virginia and Caitlin are both trying to stay positive as the final court date is set for October 21st. Caitlin's whole family gathers for a beach dinner two nights before the sentencing, just in case it's the last chance for a while. Then on the day, the court is packed with family, friends and supporters. They read out, you know, what I'd done. The judge stood up. I had to stand up. I pled guilty. Um, and she said, I sentence you to uh, an 18-month head sentence, serve three months in custody, and the rest is wholly suspended for two years. Um, I just, I was weeping. I was, I was crying. My mum behind me was in tears. My sister was crying. My brother was crying. Everyone was just in tears. Um, and, again, it was, it was at that moment um, when she said three months in custody that everything just hit me. Caitlin's taken to the Townsville Women's Correctional Centre, 365 kilometres from her friends and family. She's just turned 20 and she has three long months ahead. I started writing uh, a diary. I'd write in it nearly every day. Every now and then I'd skip a couple of days because they did get really repetitive. Um, But I think I was just thinking a lot of, you know, when I was going to get out, again, I was still looking forward to... um, going to university, hoping that, you know, it wouldn't affect anything and that I'd still be able to do it. Um, A lot of it, I had a lot of time to think and I had a lot of time to myself. So I was definitely preparing everything that I wanted to do for when I got out. While I was in there, I thought to myself, one of the best things I can do is be an inspiration for other people um, to see that, you know, there's another side to things. um, And, you know, you've always got to think of the positive instead of the negative, and that's what keeps you going. Like Caitlin, there are often students who have some kind of epiphany in their life that it can be better or they can have more to give. And some of these epiphanies come from major disruptions like um, Caitlin experienced, but there are all sorts of disruptions that people experience. So, you know, COVID-19 was, was one that impacted on everyone. There's also restructures in workplaces, relationship disruptions like separations, divorce and so on, or, you know, commonly just not achieving their academic goals in high school. In prison, Caitlin finds she's not the only one thinking about doing some life changing. And as she gets to know the other prisoners, she's changing her perceptions too. One perception that people get wrong is, you know, not everyone in jail is a bad person. Um, People 100% make mistakes. And I know that There are obviously people out there that continue to make the same mistakes and are just career criminals, but not everyone in there is a bad person. A lot of them have families and a lot of them want to, you know, once they get out, change their life and switch everything around for themselves, their kids, their families. Going in there and experiencing that um, definitely changed my perception of a lot, including um, other prisoners. Her prison experience and her growing empathy for the people around her make Caitlin even more sure about pursuing a paramedic career. Because those paramedics were so helpful and they have the opportunity to help people that can't help themselves, I thought this is that's what I want to do. And while I was in jail, I had a lot of time to think about it. 
it's definitely what I want to do. Being so sure of her goals and having detailed steps for achieving them, that's going to be crucial for her success. That's according to Virginia, the Steps Access Coordinator. I went through a pathway program myself and so I guess that puts me in a good spot (laughs) to um, have empathy with people's experiences. But especially those people who uh, finish their high school years earlier than others um, find that they didn't have good school experiences. So they're very nervous when they come to STEPS. They, They think that it might be like high school again, but I think they're quite surprised about the adult learning environment and how conducive it is to their own study practices. And, of course, as adults with clearer goals and ideas about where they want to be, does change that experience for them too. And just maybe that that initial feeling of belonging and welcome and, yeah, look, it doesn't matter what you've done or what's happened in the past, this is a new space for you to grow and be challenged and have a go. It's not only mindset, though, that's keeping Caitlin focused through her prison sentence. Having a higher purpose for her career, wanting to help others, that means she's tapping into her passion too. And for Joe Selby from Queensland Ambulance Service, that is exciting. Kind of puts another perspective on the rewarding aspect of the job. Obviously, in all jobs, you know, you try and be as kind as you can and empathetic and, and treat, you know, do that emotional care as well. To hear that, um, you know, somebody made a bad choice on that night and, you know, behaved in a reckless manner and just that incident plus the care provided has been a trigger to change someone's life for the better it's um yeah it was really quite rewarding to know that that we've been a part of that just unwittingly I guess yeah but just being a part of it and that has had an influence on someone's life it's yeah it's I think it's great it's a great story to hear. <laughs> Caitlin is released from jail in 2020. She returns to work, takes on CQ Uni's STEPS program and even shares her story with the Cairns Post to warn other young people about making the same mistakes she did. She's not quite where she wants to be yet, but when she pauses to take stock, Caitlin's proud of the progress. One of the biggest things is um, starting uni, starting to do my STEPS course um, and, you know, realising that I can do it and I'm not you know, when I was in school, I thought I was dumb. Um, And, you know, I just, I I never thought I was good at anything. And then once I started uni, you know, I was getting high distinctions and distinctions. And, you know, it really, it really brought me up. I said to myself, you can do this, you know, you're going to be great. You're going to get into a career that you want to do. Um, and you're going to love it. And I think that is that is one of the biggest things that I'm proud of. Caitlin Peacock there. She completed steps earlier this year and has now finally started her paramedic science degree at CQ University Cairns. Good luck with everything ahead, Caitlin. And if you want more information about steps, check out cqu.edu.au slash steps. You've been listening to How to Change a Life by CQ University Podcasts. Theme music is Wings by CQ University alumnus Tristan Barton. You can check out more of his work at tristanbarton.com. If How to Change a Life has got you thinking about where you're headed, we'd love to hear. 
follow CQ University across social media where you can see highlights from all our episodes and subscribe to How to Change Your Life wherever you get your podcasts to hear a new story fresh every Monday. If you've enjoyed the show, we'd love you to rate and review us too. Next episode, how a stressed out Brisbane dad is turning his construction career into a PhD and hoping to make mental health a priority for the high pressure industry. I've been in construction since the end of 27-ish and I started having a few uh, mental health issues, huge working hours, extremely stressful. Um, I would literally uh, wake up in the middle of the night and go, have I allowed for this? Have I allowed for this? And then, and like that was going on for, I reckon, over a year. Till then, stay safe and have a life-changing day.